0: Yeah. Oh man, this is going to be a good show. You know why? Because it is a keynote show. It's after the keynote, it's after Apple's announcements. Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. This is episode 28. I'm your host with the most, Mr. Brian Tong. And for all of you that have listened to this show and followed from the start, and those of you that are just jumping on board, welcome. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. This show is mine just as much as it is yours, and it helps kind of really breathe life into it so remember you guys and gals can call in 833-888-ABXL that is 833-888-2295. leave your name where you're from and your comments I love when you guys throw out your own good and bad apples as long as it makes sense but if you have a unique perspective You don't even have to be related to technology, but, you know, look, things going around the Apple Watch. Maybe you're from the medical field. You can offer some insight that is really cool. We'd love to hear things like that that help add to the conversation. So thank you again for being a part of this. Everyone that is supporting this at patreon.com slash Tong, We'll get into details, but let's just jump right into the show. Today is Friday. It's Friday early afternoon. So what that means is Apple already opened up this store for pre-orders online through the app. It happened at 12.01 a.m. today, but really it was more like 12.07, 12.08, and people were freaking out, and they did a thing like, you know, we'll be back, and then they said, almost there, and I'm like, wow, this is like a major tease, but um, I was able to get in. I got, at least personally for myself, an Apple Watch Series 4 because you know how much I love the Apple Watch, and we'll talk about that, and then just for review, look, normally if I wasn't, if I didn't review this stuff, I would not have upgraded from a 10 to a 10s. If I was a if I was just purely not in this field, that's just how I feel, right? But this is going to be a really interesting kind of cycle to see how this all plays out. I think a lot of people are a little underwhelmed. But anyways, the story opened at 12.01 a.m. There's already some models of the iPhone 10s, 10s Max, and some act. We'll watch Series 4 watches that have already slipped the ship dates. We're typically looking at September 21st, which would be Friday of next week. But now we're looking at somewhere around October 5th through the 12th for shipping dates for some of these models. If you're, by the time you listen to this, it might be even later. So let's just kind of jump into what happened at the keynote. Some of the raw impressions. I'm not going to go through every single little piece of it, but we do want to talk about the keynote. I will have to say It started off with a bang. The Apple Watch was, I was super hyped up about it, but just from a technology standpoint, it was amazing. But I think the rest of the keynote fell really flat. It didn't seem like Apple was excited. Phil Schiller seemed bored. It felt like they knew deep down that there really wasn't anything special. And look, they're gonna get excited when something special is worth talking about. They weren't. It just felt like a little bit of a rehash. I know S years aren't gonna be the most compelling, but even in the past, an S-year for most of the time meant we got some new significant feature, whether it was Siri for the 4S, um, I think it was the 5S that I skipped, Touch ID was the 6S, and then, um, let's see, what was the distinguishable feature on the 7S? I can't, I can't even remember off the top of my head, right? So, the S-year is typically a feature in a little speed bump. So, let's just talk about those things. Um, we did have, obviously, the absence of no AirPod 2s, which was kind of surprising. This is why it's been a year. So no Air pa- AirPods 2, no AirPower mat. But what I thought was also interesting, if you watch um, and you, if you haven't watched the actual keynote replay, and there's plenty of you out there because guess what? You all got life going on. The very beginning of the keynote, they have this intro video of this young lady who's getting this briefcase and delivering something to Tim Cook. But in that video, she says those magic words, "Hey." you know who, without touching the headset, right? It is just directly all voice and the AirPods respond. And that's a feature that is supposed to be saved for the AirPods 2, but the AirPods 2 didn't show up at the keynote. I thought that was really interesting. So you'll catch that. It was really subtle. I'm like, uh, where are the AirPods 2? I didn't realize that until after the keynote, someone said, hey, uh, they talked about it. I'm like, really? Where did they? And they're like in the beginning. And then I watched it like, oh my gosh, you're right. So no AirPods too yet. They were teasing the keynote. The other thing to think to know about is if you go to Apple's website today and type in, let's say you type in the word "air power," there is no reference of it on their website whatsoever. Which means they have scrubbed it. Which means may we may not see it anytime soon. It might be kind of one of those they're still working on it indefinitely. If you go to the AirPods section on the website, it and you look and scroll down right, they tease that wireless charging case. If you go to the website, it says currently unavailable, but there's not even a date before it would say like, right, late, it, I can't remember what the time period was. It might've said late 2018, not even coming soon, just as currently unavailable. So I think that that tells us that it might, I'm not saying it will be, but it might be a little longer for the AirPods 2 and the AirPower mat to come out, even though we are expecting an iPad and MacBook keynote Maybe we don't see the AirPods in AirPower there. We'll have to find out because really this keynote was ripe for the AirPods 2. They're the perfect complement for the iPhone, for the Apple Watch, but we didn't see it. All right, so let's talk iPhone. Really, Apple Watch was the highlight of the day. I featured it in the first part of my video, that recap, but let's switch it up because you guys are listening in an audio kind of. Chain, do a little changey changey because I know a lot of you guys and gals listen to listen and watch the both, which I'm freaking super thankful for. So let's talk iPhone XS, A12 processor, obviously a beast, and no one's gonna upgrade their phone from a 10 to a XS just for a processor. That's not why we typically upgrade. We upgrade because maybe there's something really cool or a crazy feature. Look, the iPhone 10 came with their first OLED screen and Face ID. Those were kind of like two bang bang features. The iPhone 10s. I think really the biggest feature for it is the fact that they're selling a 10s Max, a 6.5-inch phone, because the 10s Max and the 10s are essentially the same. And I am, it was so funny listening to the keynote because Phil Schiller so many times, when he said 10s, it totally sounded like tennis. And I've been, you know, I'm all about the iPhone tennis match. It is the iPhone tennis match without a doubt. So iPhone tennis, A12 processor, The thing about it is the performance is just going to be insane, but, you know, someone says, well, why do I need it? It's really more setting up their phones for the future with AR and machine learning. That's really why they need all the power of the A12. Most of the other stuff doesn't really matter. And then also being a more power efficient chip helps just with battery life overall. I thought one thing, and people were debating me on this, is Apple said that Face ID was faster. They said it, they said it had faster algorithms. They said it had a faster secure enclave. That's kind of what where securely holds all that information. But here's the thing. I question that claim that it's actually faster because normally when something is faster, Apple brags about, they'll say when Touch ID came out, they're like, oh, it's twice as fast. It can't, you know, I think the year after that, it's even faster. It made improvements along the way. They didn't say anything like that about Face ID. And when I see, they say, oh, it has faster algorithms and faster secure enclave. That sounds like faster stuff behind the scenes, but they didn't talk about, oh, it is better and faster at actually detecting your face. It's better in different lighting conditions that aren't as accurate. It is better by based on the angle that it can detect your face. See, there's a difference between faster behind the scenes and faster from day to day, and I they didn't say anything about how it's truly faster in a practical day-to-day use. So, I'm not trying to hammer on them on it, but I question if Face ID is actually faster. We'll find out when the phone comes out. They also talked about their new Super Retina display, supporting Dolby Vision and HDR content, which is awesome. That's that's a good Apple, if you ask me. Absolutely, okay. Good job. You know how much you know how I'm all about that Dolby Dolby. Uh, it does also though something that kind of got mixed up within the keynote. We saw a stat on there that said um, 120 hertz, and instantly everyone's like, Oh my gosh, it's it's a promotion display. I thought it was an actual promotion display, the smooth like butter display that we get on the iPad Pro. But on second hand, really Marquez Brownlee brought it up on Twitter. He said, you know, not well actually, but he's like, Don't the actual screen on the new 10s and 10s Max does not have the promotion display. The stat said 120 hertz uh touch sensing layer meaning it more accurately can see where your finger is. It refreshes that faster, but the actual display does not is not a 120 hertz display. Um, you'll find that on phones. I believe the next bit, um, the Robin phone, the second one has that, uh, but really the iPad Pro was one of the first devices that I recall, at least touchscreen devices, that had a 120 hertz, and that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with it is it is but a. Apple has super wide audio on the phone, but no... Dolby Atmos support, Dolby Atmos is on laptops, it's on phones like the Note 9, and a lot of you might think, well, I don't really listen to the speakers on my phone that much, but I'm I'm just going to tell you right now, Dolby Atmos makes a difference. That's all I can say. Dolby Atmos makes a difference. They also really went, this is when the keynote got really like kind of long and drawn out. They showed off their new smart HDR kind of engine for photo t- photo taking how it builds it out how it uses chips to help it um, kind of find and detect the best image but that was really their version of the google pixel visual core which has basically a smart chip that is aiding and helping bring out these optimal photos google called it hdr plus apple calls it smart hdr they were selling it like a new feature but i'm like mm, that's that's google's visual pixel core at work also the bokeh effect now can be adjustable Buy it with a slider. We've seen adjustable depth of field on other phones. I do think that Apple does it more elegantly. So that was there too. And then 512 gig storage option first time and then dual SIM cards. That's really what you're getting out of the iPhone XS. Now, if you talk about the XS, battery life, 30 minutes more than the 10. I I don't even know if that's really worth mentioning. The XS has 30 minutes more than the iPhone 10. The XS Max gets an hour and a half more. So that's good, but yeah don't don't say that um the iphone ten r the XR, R-G-M-A-T-H. or in the video, you know, I like to call it the iPhone tenor, you got a little Luciano Pavarotti. I won't do that, I promise I won't do that anymore so this phone it's it's a business decision phone for me still, it has some. The, the kind of crazy thing that they really want to mess with people's heads is they put an a12 processor in it um but yeah it's a 749 phone it it's the business decision where it's like it's for people that want to get it maybe for family members um and they don't want to spend as much money maybe for young people for your teenager kid or anything like that or uh it's someone who just wants the iphone 10 experience and they don't want to put down all the cash here's the thing it has i hope you've heard about this it has a screen with a 326 pixel per inch density, but that translates to a 720p screen. It's there is not a 1080p screen on the iPhone 10R. You know how much content we 1080p is like the de facto standard now. And yeah, fine. It's on a smaller screen, but I there are four hundred dollar phones or even cheaper that have 1080p screens. I I, I kid you not, look it up. The iPhone 10 R has a 720p screen. And that is a bad apple. Ah! Unacceptable. I'm sorry. Unacceptable. It also has a single lens camera that they were trying to sell as good as the dual lens, but it's not. There is no 3D touch on this phone. Okay, that's fine. I mean, that was really the real true sign of 3D touch is is going away. It. If you look at their top three phones of their line, that's the first one without 3D Touch. There's been rumors and stories that it wouldn't be coming in 2019. 3D, they didn't feature 3D Touch in the keynote, so yeah, it's probably going bye-bye. I mean, it was just, it's just time to accept it, right? Now, in a story related to the keynote, kind of the aftermath of it, remember a couple of weeks ago, I had kind of talked about, someone asked what is different with Apple now, and you know, my my thinking has always been Back in the day, yes, the SJ era, and it's not about get over it. It's just you have to look at the context of this stuff. During the SJ era, it was all about making the best product possible. And now under the Tim Cook era, it is make the best product at different price points, okay? And so, and I've been saying this and some people have disagreed with me or agreed with me, but whatever you you choose... Tim Cook was interviewed after the keynote uh, by by Nikkei, right? Japanese newspaper outlet, and he said outright about their new their strategy: "We want to serve everyone. We understand there's a wide range of what customers are looking for and a wide range of prices that people will pay." Right? He said, "We want to serve everyone, and that's great. They're making again. I do not question their strategy. It's just different, and I think it yields different results." And there's a lot of people that agree like, hey, we want to be able to afford an iPhone no matter what it is. And Apple is definitely taking that to heart, and they've made a lot of money doing that under Tim Cook's regime. So strategically and business-wise, I think, yeah, it's absolutely right. But I think it has slowed down. If you look at, really, if you look at the X versus the X, sorry, the 10 versus the 10s today, it's one of the most incremental, smallest, improvements from one phone to another that we've seen in a long time. They're really it, again, this was all about the iPhone 10s Max and uh, there's plenty of people that love it and there's plenty of people who are upgrading their phones from like 2 years ago, 3 years ago or more. You're going to love the 10s, but when I just talk about from year to year, this is probably the smallest improvement that we've seen from phone to phone. All right, I'll just kind of quickly break down some of the stats here the iPhone 10s Starts at 64, then 256, then 512 gig storage space, starting at 9.99. The iPhone 10s Max, uh, same configuration of storage, starts at pricing of 10.99, one thousand one hundred dollars, eleven hundred dollars. I just for fun decided to max out the capacity on a 10s Max, and that will cost you before tax one thousand four hundred and forty nine buckaroos. Who's rolling that deep out there in Apple Bits Nation, AB Nation? Who's rolling that deep? I'm really. That's wow. I don't. I don't think I could spend that much money for a phone and then on what throw tax on there? What are we talking about? Seventeen hundred dollar phone? Woo. Okay. Hey, some of us are doing it all right. I'm not gonna hate if you got if you got the cheddar. You got the cheddar. Um, iOS 12 and watchOS 5 getting updated on Monday, September the 17th, so expect new software updates. Quite honestly, I like to wait about three to four days before I do it. It's just my thing. I always have, and it's served me well many years, uh, but Apple has talked about how this is all about stability, so maybe we won't hear too many issues. I did forget the iPhone 10R starts at $749, 64, 128, and 256 gig configurations. So. You know, we now have looked at the entire iPhone line. Apple put up a slide of what is available. We have the iPhone 7 now as the entry-level model at 449 dollars. We have the iPhone 8 as the second phone in that kind of lineup at 599. And then have you XR at seven for sorry, 10R at 749, 10S at 999, and 10S Max at 1099. But there's some there's something missing from the lineup, and that would be the iPhone SE, and this is this is why, remember there were rumors that the SE2 was coming out. I think it's dead. I know everyone, there's so many people that want, I think the iPhone SE is dead, and this is why. If you go to, if you look around Apple's website, there's no, it is gone, it is completely scrubbed from existence. Normally when they're going to upgrade a product, they keep it on their site, they just keep it in there as a placeholder. Go search iPhone SE, just like you search for air power, nothing in sight. But the difference, air power, we know it's coming. But the iPhone SE, nothing in sight. It's been entirely removed. Normally, if you're gonna refresh it, you make it part of an iPhone refresh. You don't just like refresh in the middle of the year. So what, they're gonna all of a sudden randomly introduce an iPhone SE in March? They took it off the site. So I just think that the iPhone SE 2 or the idea of it is totally dead And we'll wait and see, but at least what? As of September 14, you heard it here. (laughs) Woo, what a hot prediction, wow. But also I kind of wanted to take some time to remind you that Apple has also removed the Lightning to 3.5 millimeter headphone jack completely. There is no longer a dongle. There's no longer a dongle included in the box. So Best Buy is going to make out the greatest from this. They already, their number one selling Apple product was already the lightning, the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack adapter dongle for like the past two quarters. I think the AirPods just kind of edged out. That $9 dongle, think about, the number one selling product at Best Buy. Apple no longer is including it. They're saying, okay, you already have AirPods or you already have the dongle from another phone. It's They're moving us forward. Obviously, no Touch ID. Touch ID is not on their roadmap right now. It won't be. And, you know, we're hearing a lot. The Galaxy S10 is expected to get a fingerprint sensor in the glass. They have a chance to show the world something with that, that it can be done and hopefully they can do it right and they hopefully they can do it well. I think the first gen will probably be a little slower, but I'm just really curious to see that functionality in action. I'm just, I'm fascinated by it. And again, if Face ID is really faster like significantly faster and makes big leaps and bounds and is more accurate and can see better in the dark or when there's a sun behind you then i'm okay with face id but it hasn't proven that to us yet so you know i just wanted to take a moment because i don't think we honor apple's products enough that we should take a moment to just you know remember those that we have lost the iphone se Released in March of 2016, your 4-inch your screen and really hearing the word reachability in a normal conversation for the first time will be forever your lasting legacy. iPhone 6S. You came into this world in September of 2015. You brought Touch ID and a fingerprint sensor to the iPhone world more than 10 years after Japan. Both you and Touch ID will live in our hearts. And the iPhone X, you were the first OLED screen, the first iPhone ever with an OLED screen and the first iPhone with Face ID. You were also the first phone with that god-awful looking notch. But we only knew you for a year and you were the vision for Apple's next 10 years. Uh, You know, iPhone X, we barely knew you but uh, we will miss you. You are all gone, but not forgotten. Okay, I think I'm good. I hope you're still listening. <laughs> Let's take a breather and thank the sponsors of this show. Guess what? That would be you! Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us on patreon.com slash Tong. It is a way to support my content. I am totally independent. Uh, it starts at $1 per month to sponsor this show and the stuff that I'm doing on YouTube and really just continue to grow it. It supports basically everything that I do because I am independent. Hope you, hopefully you love the live stream show. We went like four and a half, five hours deep. That's crazy. But patreon.com, starting at a dollar. if you feel like you can give more. a month is basically a cup of coffee for all the content, and if I give you anything of value, and you'd like to show that um, and return that value back, I really appreciate it. I do also just appreciate people that are listening, telling your friends, subscribing and watching my videos. There are many ways. I I am so thankful for those of you who contribute your hard-earned money, so thank you for allowing me to do this. We're still creeping up to our goal to make this a permanent audio podcast, but we're getting there slowly, but surely. So thanks again. Patreon.com slash Brian Tom. All right. Apple Watch Series 4. Apple Watch Series 4. I love this thing. This is is an example of, I really think when you look at the Apple Watch line and you look at the iPhone line, whoever is leading the Apple Watch team has the original Apple DNA in them. Because both models feature-wise are exactly the same. So you're not getting any differentiation there. The product It took them three and a half years to get there. Series 3 is really where I'm like, this is a product worth buying. Now, Series 4, this is a must-have product. If you're someone who has even been fiddling in the idea of a smartwatch, if you're someone who has a Series zero, one, two, even a 3, this Series 4, I'm not saying go spend all your money, but this Series 4 is worth upgrading if you're thinking about it. This thing is special. That's the only thing I can say about it. It is special- it is worth it. So off the bat, right, it has a bigger screen. It's like, depending on the size model, 30% larger. They actually increased the physical size of the screen. The 38 millimeter is now a 40 millimeter screen. The 42 millimeter screen is now a 44 millimeter one. I like that. I think it's going to feel different. The curves and the lines are going to feel different. You're getting more screen. Who doesn't love that? That is amazing. You also have the, the biggest thing, right? The, electrocardio, the electrocardiogram reading in the watch. First time on a smartwatch ever, first time over the counter. It's been approved by the FDA and the American Heart Association. That means it went through cre- like ridiculous, rigorous testing for this to happen. During our live stream, I had a gentleman who called in who worked and worked, sorry, not worked. He works in hospitals and he said he wanted to call him because he was so amazed that Apple was able to pull it off. And I'm like, you know, for someone that isn't in that industry, how did you think, you know, give us some context how difficult this was. And he said he never thought he'd actually see it happen because of just the testing that has to go on and to actually bring that to consumer. I He was genuinely excited and that got me even more excited because this is a device that, fine, you can take your heart sensor readings, create charts and graphs and send them. It can detect if you have a low heart rate, elevated heart rate. It can detect falls and slips. All these things, all this detection and all this stuff that it's doing, people are gonna be able to find other ways to take advantage of this as long as Apple gives them access to the APIs and hardware. And so this device is only gonna grow even more. Johnny Ive even said in an interview with the Washington Post, he said, every bone in my body, hold on, every bone in my body tells me this is very significant very He told that to the washington post and i after the keynote after everything and i completely agree the digital crown has haptic feedback so it's going to really feel like a physical like mechanical watch i think that is awesome i think the biggest thing here is now that we have a bigger screen an apple watch series 4 that is really kind of now giving Apple that that swell. This is the inflection point where people started really getting on board with the three when the software and the hardware come together. Now we're talking about everything at its highest level. This is the one. So developers, are you coming back? Twitter, are you coming back? eBay, are you coming back? I wanna see you guys back on the Apple Watch as a dedicated app. We'll see, we'll find out. It starts at $399, the GPS cellular model at 499 um, but we did lose a couple things. The Apple Watch Stealing Bracelet, which was really expensive, I actually, because when I bought that first Apple Watch, I got that bracelet. I love how it looks. It's held up perfectly fine, but they're no longer selling that. And then Apple completely got rid of the Apple Watch Edition. It is gone. It's time to say goodbye. But yeah, I don't want to gush about the Apple Watch anymore. I don't need to convince you to buy it. I'm just saying this is by far the best smartwatch on the market with the best technology that has never been done before. And that just reminds me of the Apple golden standard of what we have come to expect from this company in the past. Yeah, things change, but man, I felt like it gave me those feelings of like, this is, this is, I'm feeling like I used to feel back in the day. So great great amazing amazing job i like a lot amazing job apple and then at the end of the keynote oh my gosh tim cook he like dropped a surprise on us he's like oh yeah uh in just an update the home pod is getting this software update i'm like oh i'm like this is okay what do they got well look the home pod can really grow a lot with software i think i told you a long time ago i bought one that was like refurbished and i got a 100 bucks off of it it was on best buy site for like literally like an hour. I'm like, I'm just going to bite the bullet because I, I want to see how this evolves. I still don't really use it that much. Uh, the only time I use it is when I, I have to go to my iPhone and go through AirPlay to send songs to it. It's cumbersome because I do not subscribe to Apple Music right now. I'm not, I'm not rolling like that right now. But software updates coming on Monday for the HomePod. It will be able to make and receive calls directly now. When most likely when you're in proximity with your phone. It does multiple timers. So I've criticized them religiously for not being able to handle multiple timers. It's kind of a joke. It's just basic if you're doing cooking, all you budding chefs, that it's gonna be amazing. So that's great. You can search through songs by lyrics and then you can also use it to find my iPhone from the HomePod. Those are all legitimate software upgrades that people, even me, would actually use now that it's there. So I think it helped its cause. It still doesn't support any third-party services, which is just garbage. And I know it's the Apple ecosystem at work, but you got to do better. Anyways, software update's coming on Monday. The Apple TV will finally get its software update to support movies with Dolby Atmos, if you have a Dolby Atmos surround sound system. Uh, So that's coming on Monday as well. And then I can't remember off the top of my head... Mac OS, Mac OS Mojave. Um, I believe it's, if I misspeak this, just forgive me, but I think it's coming on Monday, September the 24th. Let me, yep, Monday, September the 24th, and I'm really excited about that because there's a lot of subtle UI interface things that are gonna make your life easier, like the cleaning the desktop with stacks. Um, There's a lot of ecosystem hooks now from things that are on your phone that will be things on your Mac the whole, those to get you even deeper into the ecosystem. So I'm actually genuinely excited for macOS Mojave, the final version to uh, to be coming. I've been playing with the beta and uh, I love it. All right, let's uh, transition over to our voicemails. The cool thing is, right, not many of you called because we didn't really know what was happening, but I really expect you all to call in, to vent, to let me know how you feel. What are you pre-ordering? What are you not? What were you disappointed by? Apple just gave us a treasure chest of stuff to talk about and we might, we're probably going to have another keynote sometime in October. So let's jump into the calls. This first one comes to us from Ron in Colorado.
1: Ryan Tong. This is Ron from Colorado. I'm actually curious about the new functionality with the iPhone, uh, X S max <laughs> That's the mouthful. Um, what are they doing in terms of software enhancements to the, uh, larger phone so it looks like the notch has been all the screen to notch ratio has been kind of improved so there's a little bit more space for some of those top features so um what do you think they're going to be doing with that love your show i'm glad to be a patreon supporter and i will talk to you later
0: oh man ron first of all thank you so much for your support i i i can't say thanks enough to everyone who supports this um it's it's just amazing to me so thank you you know, what, they didn't show anything from an interface. Like they would have talked about it. And I just think they're not going to do anything about it. Like we're not going to see more utility icons on top of that. Maybe they will in a software update like an iOS 12.1. I think that, you know, to at least incentivize people to if you're getting the larger screen app, OK, you're going to get to see more because you're right. That notch is not doesn't take up nearly as much space because now you have extra screen space. They didn't show anything, so I'm pretty sure right now it is exactly the same as the iPhone XS in what it displays. I hope not. You know they're not going to let us customize that, so we're just going to have to wait and see, and maybe they'll be nice and listen to this show, and we can get them to add more utilities on that top bar. Come on, Apple. Y'all could do it. All right, here we go. We've got Bruce. He wants to talk about the iPhone for all.
1: Hey, this is Luis Camacho calling from Marietta, California, small little town outside of L.A., about an hour out. I saw a tweet you posted earlier, and I agree with you. And that tweet is that Apple is becoming a company for all. Just look at their lineup. All the way from the iPhone 7 to the more premium XS. What does that mean? Why are they becoming a company for all? Because the XS. The XS is the premium, the XR is the premium mid-range, and the budget is the 7, but they all do one thing very well. They all connect to the App Store and the iOS experience. This is one of the main reasons why I left Android. The The app experience on Android was not great. Google needs to step it up with the competition.
0: All right, Bruce keeps on going, but I want to at least get his point in that, and he may, you know, we talk about ecosystem all the time. And he's like, why did I switch over the app store? It was cleaner. And guess what? Once the app store is part of the ecosystem. And once you get hooked in that, oh, it's really hard to leave unless you get so turned off by something that you're going to leave. Like even Google people would, or Android people would say the same thing. Once you're hooked, you, we do not see a large shift in market share numbers of users switching ecosystems anymore. It's pretty much locked in. And that's just how it is, right that's everyone's kind of made up their mind for the most part of where they reside, and that's fine it's we're 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 landlocked now all right, here we go. We got Ben calling talking about the iPhone X. Hey,
1: Brian, this is Ben from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. um, I just wanted to chime in about the keynote uh for starters, I think the four Apple watch is gonna be fantastic. um I've been rocking the series three since that launch, and I absolutely love it. But all I could think about when I was watching that part of the keynote where they were going over the the health monitoring is that I should get this for my mother. She's a heart patient. This would be fantastic. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that I honestly feel like the iPhone 10R is a little bit redundant. And I think Apple would have a smaller version of it to kind of fill the void of the iPhone SE. That being said, I absolutely love the colors, particularly the blue and the coral. I just wish they had applied that to the larger models. Um, but when everything's said and done, I think I'm going to just get a battery replacement for my 7 Plus and see what they come up with next year. Thanks, Brian. Keep on going.
0: Thanks so much, Ben. Yeah, I think that your your patience will, be, will pay off uh, next year should be a pretty significant year for um, an iPhone upgrade. Depend it all. Look, look at this. I tend to evaluate the phone from a year-to-year basis, but really, it just comes down to where you are on your upgrade cycle. Not everyone upgrades their phone every year. There is um, a group of people that do that. It's not the majority. Inside of this tech bubble that we're all a part of, um, for us that are I love this stuff. Yeah, we like tend, tend to like to want to see something new every year, but the majority of people do not upgrade every year. So yeah, from a 10 to a 10S, not really worth the upgrade to me at all, like literally at all, but maybe it'll change my mind. I'm I'm gonna find out and see and play with it. But if you have an S, a 7S, a 7, a 6S, I think you're gonna be happy. There, there are, though, people like a 7S and an 8. You, I would... I would arguably still wait, just like Ben is talking about. If you love Touch ID, why don't you, you don't really need to get another phone. The cameras are great. The phone is, I mean, iOS 12 is going to add some oomph to it. You're fine with just holding out. But yeah, if you have to have the greatest stuff and you've always been that way, you're just going to do it. So it's kind of like, okay, well, yeah, you're just going to get the new phone anyways. All right. Just want to say thank you again so much We've got to show love to our platinum apples from my Patreon. Those are people that are contributing at the $100 per month level, and that is just beast. Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Frater, Craig Hindall, and Jarrett Lewis. Thank you so much. And again, thank you to everyone that is helping us and helping me keep doing this. Uh, This is just... I, I love keynote time and it's just great to be able to still have fun with y'all. So again, call in the show. I want to hear what you guys have to say. 833-888-ABXL. It's 833-888-2295. That's going to do it for this week. Plenty more. I'm sure to talk about next time. We'll see you soon. Take care. Be safe. Peace. <laughs>